First topic. First what is topic. It? Kamaru Usman versus Gilbert Burns. Recap? Recap, Oof. analysis, Oof. everything. Go on. I didn't watch the fight, so it's on you, buddy. You didn't watch any of it? I watched a knockout in the third round, right? Where yeah. he dropped him with the right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Then, Do you know how? He, what position? It was, it's very important. That's why I'm saying it. What do you mean? Like, what position? Like, what stance was he in? Was he southpaw? Yeah, he went southpaw. He was southpaw, right? So, he, so okay. So, Kamaru Usman uh, isn't the best striker by... by, by by any means by any by any means right but he has he does things very very well uh so what he does is um he throws really uh, powerful single shots so he's able to yo chill what are you chill doing what, bro? Stop moving. don't drink the, the microphone it's okay relax <laughs> anyway so kamaru usman um he throws single shots he doesn't turn off your phone man <laughs> what's wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Kamar Usman throws uh, a lot of single shots, right? So he doesn't, he's not the guy that, that, that will string t- together all these combinations, right? He won't go to body, body, head, head kick, uh, uppercut. He won't, he won't throw those combinations together. He can't throw head kicks. <laughs> no, I think he's th- throwing head kicks, yeah, but the guy has to like dip his head really <laughs> low. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, he throws a lot of like big single shots right so he's primarily he's uh orthodox right so his uh left foot is in front of his right foot right so he uses his jab with his left hand and then he'll throw uh a straight with his right um a lot of times um he's he's connecting on the on his opponent but um early on in the round sometimes he misses he tends to miss um so what, what his strategy with um gilbert burns was was he did not want to do anything on the ground so before this, uh, before this fight happened, there was all this discussion because Gilbert Burns and Kamaru Usman used to train at the same camp, right? They they were ba- uh, both at um, I forget what the camp is called, uh, AT and T. No, I always call AT and T, ATT, uh, American Top Team, was it? Sure. No, 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 it wasn't. Air- uh, Black Zillions, Black Zillions. That's okay. where they were with Rashad Evans and stuff. So uh, they were training partners for years and years and years. So when you're training with partners for years, you'd have, uh, you have, you download what that person's able to do. You know their tendencies. You you know what they're better than you at and vice versa, what you're mm-hmm. better than them at. Um, so uh, before that fight was uh, was happening, there's a lot of talk about, does Kamaru, um, is Kamaru uh, going to um, grapple with Gilbert Burns, right? Because um, before this fight happened, they've had, they have all this training time with each other. You would get a sense, if you're Kamaru Usman, you'll get a sense if Gilbert Burns is better than you in grappling, right? Not necessarily the wrestling department. I'm talking about like a jiu-jitsu game, right? So uh, there was one of the, that that was a conversation piece. The other one was striking. Who got the better of who during the striking Mm -hmm. exchanges? I think we got our answer from how this fight went. Um, if you look at this fight, Kamaru Usman did not want to go to the ground, right? He, uh, I don't know, you didn't see it, but when uh, Gilbert Burns was on his back, um, Kamaru Usman picked up, grabbed uh, Gilbert Burns' ankle yep. and just slammed leg kicks into into like his his uh, his, uh, hamstrings. his hamstrings, basically, mm-hmm. right? Just over and over and over. There was a moment where Gilbert Burns uh, almost got him initiated into the his guard right. or like some sort of grappling exchange and Kamaru Usman just pulled out right away right he, he did not want anything so I think I think that uh, explains what happened so during the training so camp. he's a high level on the ground 
I think Kamaru Usman, from the years of training with Gilbert Burns, knew that uh, um, Gilbert Burns is going to is better than him on the ground when it comes to jujitsu. So even though he's on top, he knows that like I can't play with Gilbert Burns down here. So what I have to do is I have to keep this standing and make sure that he doesn't take me down. So uh, there was a couple instances where you saw Gilbert Burns try to take Kamaru Usman down and it didn't happen. Like it, it, he couldn't take him down. That uh, as well um, played in, in, into the into the matchup, like the, the history. So you basically got an idea of what actually happened during the training camp. Uh, Gilbert Burns did hit Kamaru Usman, kind of stunned him a bit in the, in the first round. Uh, but eventually Kamaru Usman... Uh, just implemented his game plan a lot better. Um, he's not the best striker, but those explosive, right? He's very but, explosive. But those those, those single like those single um, jabs that he was doing, right? Those single shots that he was just jabbing, jabbing, jabbing. And he had, what he does is that when he jabs, he won't like uh, like a lot of times he won't just stand there and go like this, right? He'll throw a lot of his power into that jab, yeah. right? So he'll like step forward and jab, like Habib almost, you know. In, yeah, like yeah, in a fight yeah. against uh, who is it? It was Gaethje, right? Where he showed off his, his jab. Yeah, for yeah. The, for all, the, they all jab, their jabs is a little bit different, but um, stiff jab basically. The, the way that they incorporated with their game plan, their strategies is kind of similar because Khabib throws his jab like that because he knows that the guy can't take him down. But he started throwing it more recently, though, right? Like it was only Kamar Usman. Yeah. Yeah, you know he's been. That's basically his game plan. He's not going to be able to to beat you. Uh, like if it was a kickboxing match, yeah. he wouldn't win because uh, like it's there's there's so many better strikers out there. Uh, the the thing that he's able to do, the reason why he's able to have so much success is because he knows a guy can't take him down, yeah. and he has power in his jab, right? Which you could say is kind of like the opposite of Woodley because like when Woodley fought, he was he was really like with a with overhand rights and everything, right? Yeah. So um, in this fight, a lot of it was jabs, jabs. Sometimes he would throw straight from from orthodox, and he would also throw overhand rights. He did uh, rock um, Gilbert's in the second or third round w- with some overhand rights. It wasn't my my point is that he he's not the most complex striker, and it's okay. It's okay that he's not the most complex striker, but he, it's very very effective. Uh, so what what was funny is every time. Uh, so in this fight, he decided to um, he decided to switch stances. Right, he doesn't really. He hasn't really done that before, but when he switched stances, all he really did was jab with his power hand. Yeah. So uh, instead of jabbing with his his left hand, right now he switched to uh, southpaw and was jabbing with his power hand. So is that really? Is that really like uh, like the, the most effective? Utilization of like uh, like switching stances. The thing is that when you go southpaw and then you try try landing your your power left, right? It's very hard. No, but he wasn't he wasn't really throwing or landing with that. No, I know, but like yeah. if you try doing that, right, mm-hmm. it leaves you very open if you're not trained in southpaw, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so th- th- that's what I was saying. It's kind of funny um, that he was talking about. Oh, uh, I was training southpaw and blah blah blah. But when he was in southpaw, he wasn't using his left, uh, like a left overhand to yeah. to to hit. He was. <laughs> Essentially, using his, use <laughs> using southpaw just to throw his power hand, uh, a power hand jab, right? And that's what dropped uh, Gilbert Burns. So, like a nice comparison, like Lomachenko, right? Because he's a, he's a right-handed southpaw, isn't he? So yeah. his whole thing is that when he jabs you, he's like power jabs, right? Yeah, yeah. 
That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, like it's a it's a it's a comparison, <laughs> right? It's a comparison. Yeah. yeah. So um, Lomachenko and and Kamaru Usman are completely different levels, right? Yeah, they're completely the different weight right classes. Southpaw, right? It's the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's interesting. I I, I wonder what Kamaru Usman would uh, do against other people, uh, other strikers. He really did that uh, the most effectively that I noticed was in the third round, and that's when he dropped Gilbert Burns' fight, like the last one. Um, one one thing that was very key in this fight was his reach. Um, you, he actually was able to. Uh, use his 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 reach. I I don't. Know, I'm not sure if um, the statistically his is longer than than Gilbert Burns, it but is. it looked like right. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he was able to utilize his reach and prevent Gilbert Burns from coming in really really close. I think it's actually a three inch. Uh, yeah. You can see Kamar Usman. His arms are like like super super long, right? Yeah. So um, he he did he to implement his game plan. I I'm surprised. If you if you listen to some analytical guys um, like uh, what is his name um, Hardy Dan Hardy Dan, Dan Hardy, Hardy. Yeah, yeah yeah so he did his, his analysis on this fight before before it happened of course um, and he was talking about how uh, Gilbert Burns um, might have like basically he was insinuating that Gilbert Burns has the edge in this fight right and a lot of stuff that, that he was talking about did happen in the fight. So uh, Gilbert Burns did clip Kamaru Usman. Gilbert Burns was the faster one. Uh, Gilbert Burns did try to uh, not pull guard, but he tried to initiate the grappling on the ground. Um, but Kamaru Usman just just answered answered appropriately. He he took what uh, Gilbert Burns was supposed to do uh, or, or was doing and just did it better. Like had a better counter for everything. So he refused to. Um, gets uh, to to initiate into Gilbert Burns plan and he just kept on his own t- on his own truly okay my foot for why are you tapping my foot for go go ahead read topic number two <laughs> <laughs> read it I'm reading it relax <laughs> okay comes out hospitalized what's next okay so I'm gonna read it for mm. read it for you guys very long it's, it's like an essay almost go ahead first of all is that even like in, like in the right spot yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't worry Hamza Chimaya's manager details recent COVID-19 symptoms he thought he was gonna die those are the emails that we don't have to send about clients but it is what it is and there's nothing we can do we tried to come back this Tuesday he insisted that he wanted to train then we tried and it failed he was really bad you know he didn't even do two rounds straight he did one round and then he rested he started coughing he started feeling ill again and we had to cancel the training he even went to the ambulance to the hospital. Um, he complained that he had some chest pains after the training, so we got to check of the heart as well. We have been in and out of so many hospitals now. Um, nowadays, the last few weeks have been crazy, and he can't train, and uh, Hamza can't even speak. His fever is so high, his headache is so much, and muscle pain and everything. Uh, then the ambulance came, and then he thought he was going to die. So sum it up, basically. Yeah, so there, there was actually a full video on this. I think that's where they're quoting it from. So they have this, I forget what it was called. It was called like Jump Something. It was, I forget the channel name. It's like a new channel. It's basically like... They, it's not better than ours. <laughs> no, it's equivalent of, you know how uh, I Am The Bay? You know how uh, AKA has that I channel? stole so many clips from that channel. <laughs> yeah, 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 so I Am The Bay. Um, they have, I guess they're starting a new one. It's Chase like Saldade, a, right? It's like a Swedish one. Is that him? Who? Chase Saldade. Is that the guy that you just talked? Know, the guy from uh, from I'm the Bay. Oh no no no! It's it's a Swedish one because this this is about uh, the the camp out in Sweden. Uh, mm. It's called 
I forget the, the, the name of their All Stars. All Stars. That's what it's called. Whose camp is that? Uh, that's uh, Alexander Gustafsson, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ilya Latifi, Hamzat Shemaev. Um, but yeah, so I think they're doing that. But anyways, so they documented it and they showed him training and, and trying to uh, get back in the gym and stuff. And it was his manager that was talking. His manager or agent? Whatever. Ali Delaziz? No, no, it's another guy. So uh, Where's Ali Noah? Abdul... Where's Noah? Where's Noah? <laughs> Ali Abdulaziz is... Um, is his like his agent i guess I whatever it may be but so uh, they interviewed him and they talked about he talked about how even though he uh is no longer positive he still has all these ill effects on his on his body which we're talking about remember like uh, yeah yeah like remember ago, right? remember i told you i was like this guy uh the second fight the second time it was scheduled it got delayed because he he was sick and he didn't recover yet and i was like this is kind of strange because he should have recovered now right he had uh, he had all that time, so it was like a month, and then the the next fight wasn't scheduled for another month. He even went back to uh, to his home country. Remember that whole like uh, yeah yeah he went to Chechnya, yeah, over? and he uh, looked fine. But so um, he had a month to recover, and then he had another month prior to the second fight booked with Leon, and he still thought, oh, it's I'm not good enough, and they canceled it. So now. Uh, that that kind of raised a red flag for me because I was like, okay, if if he thinks that a month out he still won't be good, I think there's something that that might be like, something wrong going on. Which you know the virus too, it's a lot of like uh, these lung issues, right? Yeah, and and they carry over. So like even if like like you don't feel as bad, like yeah. a, like a few months from then, like you might feel. Yeah, yeah. So Le- Leon had it, and he's he looks he's like he's fine. He wants. Well, he, but when did he get it? He the the first time. Oh yeah, he got it first, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you're right. Fir- so or whatever. But he he got it too. So uh, Hamzad, even with all that time before the second fight, he said, you know, I can't do it. Now, the third fight was supposed to be uh, supposed to be booked, and this is another month out. This is like the fight was supposed to be March 13th or something, right? Yeah, March. Or something somewhere to around the fight there. night, right? Yeah, yeah, it was a fight night. They were supposed to be headlining, and he canceled that a month prior. So, like, his condition, I saw the video, he is terrible. Like, you can see, like, he, he's visibly, like, hurt. Um, his, like, ability to train is not there. He, like, uh, the, the guy was saying, um, his manager or whatever, that when he was training, he just got a fever. He would just get more sick and more sick and more sick. And you can see, this guy would, uh, because of his fever so hot, he, like, started stripping off his clothes, too, to try to cool down. Yeah. But he still, he still wasn't uh, able to train. And then he, uh, there's uh, it's actually a pretty creepy video if you watch it. Who posted uh, it? Wait, it was All Star Channel, right? Or yeah, yeah, it's, it's their it's their own page. page right? okay. So like they did a sit down interview and stuff. Um, what was kind of like like off putting was there's a scene where he talks about, oh, uh, we were at this hotel mm-hmm. and Hamzat completely like collapsed on the, the in the lobby. The lobby, yeah. But he like he collapsed on like a, a chair or something. Um, so he he's just talking about it, and then you see. Uh, the the he's clip. He's young too, though. Like you'd he's think twenty six or something. Yeah. He caught like a pretty bad. Uh, so there, there's a there's a scene where where it shows where he's face he's uh, uh, face down mm-hmm. on like this like big couch in the lobby area, and he's just like not moving at all. It, I, something about it just didn't rub it rubbed me the wrong way. It was kind of creepy. He's an athlete too, you know. So yeah, yeah. It was like it was weird to see. Like they they just left. Like he was just lying on the couch, and they're like, oh, comes out, comes out it up and then so like like uh if we if we look to the future too if he wants to fight again keep in mind that there's gonna be the month of ramadan soon right mm-hmm. where he's fasting that's gonna be april i think 12th i think 
So if you can't fight in March, probably can't fight in April. And then that goes into May. Mm. The closest you'll probably see this guy fight is maybe maybe if, if he's if he's healthy and probably June or July. Yeah. So, so pr- I, I think uh, I think Dana White is like now he's like you know what just let this guy get uh, healthy. Whenever he gets healthy, then then we'll worry about fights. Uh, but yeah, so if he's if he gets better, because it's been it's been like two or three months now since he he got sick, right? I guess because the first one was booked for January. No, no, the, the actual first first fight. No, no, sorry. The fight that he got sick yeah. was booked for January, right? Right, and then he yeah, yeah. got you're sick, right, and right. then he waited a month uh, to to heal up, mm-hmm. but then he still got sick yeah. again. So he's probably been sick about two to three months, and he still hasn't recovered fully, which is which is very very alarming. Um, I think Dana White's just gonna leave him alone, let him let, let him heal up, won't push that narrative anymore. But like, I I don't want to say it. Like I'm, I'm happy that this happened, but I, I was saying like Leon Edwards and him should just like let them do their own thing. Like let Hamza, I remember saying like Hamza, let him heal, let him like figure out his his situation, his health. Like get him outside the gym. Don't force him to go to the gym, uh, because he knows that he has a fight, right? He, like don't make him, don't give him a reason to go to the well, gym. Well, I think that the UFC made it clear that if Hamza's gonna fight, it's gonna be against either Leon Edwards or against Maya, right? That's what I heard at least. Maya was a long, a long time, time ago, ago. Yeah. but this fight with Edwards, man, I think from from the UFC's per, like point of view, yeah. I think that they they really want this fight, you know, like yeah. But it's too late. It's, uh, they they've come to a conclusion that that Leon has to fight now. Leon wants to be on this uh, the same card on the March 16th or whatever March whatever. Yeah. Um, so there's some options for that. Who do you call saying on Twitter? More. He called someone out on Twitter. Uh, Nate Diaz. Oh, oh, Diaz yeah. yeah. So, so there's a couple of options for him. Uh, people are saying Wonder Boy uh, for the March card, but the problem with Wonder, Wonder Boy is that he's still injured, so he won't be able to heal up and be prepared for the fight for that March card. Right. So uh, the other options, some people are saying uh, Nate Diaz, but Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz is everywhere, man. Lightweight, everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Nate Diaz, uh, Jorge Masvidal, Colby, um, and the Colby is the, the other thing. Um, so there hasn't, I haven't seen anything from Colby where he's like, "Oh, I want that fight. I want to do this." Um, maybe, maybe it happens. Maybe it doesn't happen. But I think if you have that fight and then you do that as a number one contender fight, that, that I think that would work. I think before that fight though, there's gonna be a rematch between Jorge and uh, Osman. I think. Because that fight was on short notice on on Fight Island, right? Yeah. So, so that, that's an, that's a, that's the next another topic that we can talk about. But just for now, um, uh, <laughs> what, what was this topic about? Oh, Khamzat. Let, 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 yeah. let, let him heal up, um, and then he'll he'll get back. I think I think he's one of those people that are are gonna have that 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 stretched out recovery time where like their lungs actually have uh, um, some long term damage. Um, Hopefully not too long, not, right? But yeah, because because it looks like he hasn't healed. Maybe that's also because he's not letting himself heal. Maybe yeah. so he's like forcing himself to the gym because he's like, oh, I got I got Leon to worry about and his over under hooks, right? And it's pretty weird too because when we first started talking about Hamzat, I'm like, he might be one of those guys that might turn out to have a, like a, a career like Habib, you know, plagued by injuries. And now we see with this is kind of yeah. like. Khabib eventually way. figured it out. Figured it out. Yeah. yeah. So Khabib was like, right? Khabib was like knee injuries. And back Khabib, injury, right? Yeah, back injuries. So comes out that we don't know any of that. This is like su- such a weird situation. Yeah. So so unique. So um, if you give him, 
until after Ramadan, so like August maybe. August is a long time, man. <laughs> Let him heal. What else? There's no rush. Like, what's the rush to get him? You're not. You you don't have to do the Leon Edwards fight and say uh, Leon Edwards fights uh, this time and loses, right? Um, maybe you can rebook that for August and give Leon like his uh, his chance to get another high profile fight and and like redeem himself and get that back together. But there's there's always well, this it's, it's it's a we'll see moment. There is always an appointment ready, right? So yeah, you have to talk right into it. Yeah, man, I know this. Because you, your head is like relax. Like turn it like that then. Dana White confirms Charles Oliveira versus Michael Chandler short notice fight offer and he defends Oliveira's decision to decline. Uh, was there an offer for Chandler to fight Oliveira, White said? Yeah, but to be fair to Oliveira, it was soon. We were just checking to see if those guys wanted a quick turnaround. Oliveira said I want a full camp and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't want to make it sound like Oliveira turned down Michael Chandler because that's not true. Uh, what Oliveira turned down was a short notice fight. If he can make it and pull it off, he wants to do it, uh, but he wants a full camp. That's absolutely fair. Uh, I mean, not really news, but... No, it is. Yeah, uh, remember um, at the press conference where they had Hooker, uh, Connor, Chandler, and uh, Dustin Poirier, only those four yeah, guys yeah. at the top? And then uh, it, it was brought up where Hooker says, oh... Um, uh, he said that he couldn't make weight in time. He's like, oh, he's this, I have uh, broomsticks that are, sk- are uh, skinnier than him. Oh, no. <laughs> Whatever the quote is. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. So he was, it was uh, dating back to that point because uh, Hooker was the one that accepted the fight to fight, uh, fight Michael, Michael Chandler. So, it was short notice? Um, it would have been short notice for Charles Oliveira. Yeah. Because yeah. Charles Oliveira beat Tony Ferguson. And then uh, to face uh, Michael Chandler on that card would have been about like a month or so in between. Yeah. Right? Because it wasn't that long. But he, yeah, but he barely got fight like a thing. Like the fight with Ferguson, he was barely touched, right? Yeah, but they're completely different fighters. Like Ferguson yeah, is fair. is is completely different from um, uh, from Michael Chandler, right? They're di- completely different styles. He does somersaults, right? So <laughs> <laughs> this guy, this guy hates. Tony Ferguson. I don't hate Tony Ferguson. Okay, I'm a big fan of Ferguson. But yeah, this guy should retire. Like I hate Ferguson. Should you retire? I think he should retire because he's gone through too many wars. He's too old, you know. And his last few fights, bro, especially that fight with Gaethje. Mm-hmm. That fight with Gaethje, man, that was not fun retire. to watch. He should retire. Okay, he should retire. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, back to uh, the thing, uh, Michael Chandler and uh, Charles Oliveira. So, Oli- uh, Charles Oliveira training uh for michael chandler is very very specific right it's, it's very difficult um he has to worry about takedowns he has to worry about the power in his hands he has to worry about um grappling in general right um it's f- not that easy to prepare for a guy but it's the same worries with ferguson though with no ferguson does not have power in his hands ferguson what? doesn't what Excuse you. excuse you. How many times have you seen Ferguson knock a guy, knock a guy out with one punch? Ferguson is heavy-handed. What are you talking about? How many times have you seen him KO a person? Not often, but you... So that's what I mean. Yeah, okay. So whatever. he's more of a volume guy, right? Pressure fighter, volume guy. So Michael Chandler has a lot of power in his in, in both hands, right? Because right. the one he knocked out Dan Hooker was with the left, I believe, right? It was a right to the body and the left over. Or would have been... I think it was a left to the body, right over. I don't remember. Either way, either way. Um... Michael Chandler also is a very, very good grappler. 
he uh, is very offensive with his takedowns. Tony Ferguson doesn't really go for takedowns unless it's a Imanari role. Darstroke. And Darstroke. So uh, Michael Chandler is a lot to prepare for. You cannot just go into uh, like a regular fight camp and expect to beat Michael Chandler. You have to prepare for him. Like Dan Hooker, when he went in there, he was preparing for... Michael, make weight, go home Chandler. (laughs) Make make weight and then beat Beat Dan Hooker and then go home And then go home. So um, I, I don't blame Charles Oliveira. He he wants a full camp, right? He's he's just he's he's in the right to have to have a full camp. He has this momentum. He has a position that he really hasn't had in his entire career. Uh, a lot of times he would break into like the top ten, and then he would lose, right? And then he would fall back, and then he'd go top five, and then he would lose, and he would lose, and he lose again. So here's a weird question now: Who do you think is the best lightweight right now? Well, th- that segues or that that uh, come the the tournament that Dana White is is creating. It kind of creates like uh, like a single person that's like the best, right? right. So we'll, we'll find out later on. Uh, but back on Charles Oliveira and uh, Michael Chandler, I feel I feel like those guys will face each other. Now, who wins? That's is it. Is I'm it going with Chandler? Is right? this a topic? It's a topic. <laughs> we, just, a, a topic. <laughs> we just completely changed it. Um, Michael Chandler. Who wins? Prediction, analysis, review. <laughs> Um, Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler, nice right overhand, uh, you yeah. know, cross, and then game over for, for Oliveira. So, I don't know who would come forward and who would go backwards. Charles Oliveira. Charles Oliveira. Charles Oliveira. Charlie Olives. He has a very high guard, so he'll hold his hands up like this because he's not afraid to get taken down. Right. Michael Chandler. Now, will he take him down? I I, I don't know. Uh, it might be like this whole Kamaru Usman and. Uh, Gilbert Burns situation because if he gets taken down, he knows like oh, okay, yeah, this guy this guy is really good on the ground. Do I want to get in that world? Um, I get the feeling that Michael Chandler wouldn't want to go on the ground. Uh, he will stay stick with his strengths. If he goes to the ground, it'll be later in the like second or third round where he takes him down and just beats him yeah. on beats on him because uh, tra- we've seen Charles Oliveira whenever he gets tired. He has a tendency just to like stall. He he like his movement completely de- like decreases. Uh, a lot of times where he goes for uh, these chokes and stuff like that, uh, like when getting taken down or or from the from the bottom where he moves his hips and he tries different positions and sweeps. It's usually when it's in the earlier rounds. So uh, in the first or, or like early second around there, he's so active on the bottom. Like he'll go for sweeps. He'll use the other guy's momentum to. To, to flip over positions, right? He'll do all that stuff. But if Michael Chandler says, like, listen, I'm going to stand there. I have better hands than him. I'm faster than him. Much more, more technical. Too. Much more power. Yeah. Charles Oliveira is very good on uh, stand-up. Um, one of the things that he, he has the going for him is diversity. Like, he's able to throw um, many different techniques. Now, are they the most, like, precise? <clears throat> are they most most precise? Most powerful? Not Not really. So you say it now. That's why he reminds me of Ferguson. Yeah, yeah. Remember when we talked yeah. before uh, they they fought each other, Ferguson and Charles Vera. I was like, he's basically like a uh, like 2.0 version, like a different version. 2.0. Not even not even 2.0. 2. Okay. Uh, he's listen. He's saying that I hate Ferguson. He just called him 2.0. No, 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 no. I mean, like he's just like a a hybrid version sure, yeah. of Ferguson. Like they both have their strengths and weaknesses. With better jujitsu, basically. But they have. Oh, now yours. Now you want smoke? Tony Ferguson's gonna comment on this video. Sorry, Ferguson, bro. Just uh, speaking the mind, you know. No, I don't, I, I don't know if they're different. They're different. Uh, they're both black belts, and I guess uh, 
from different gyms. And uh, Tony Ferguson said it is a black belt in his own gym, <laughs> in his own jiu-jitsu. Yeah, because he's so high level. I know. I Why not? No, I think he's 10th planet black belt. Uh, I don't know what Charles Oliveira. I guess it's some Brazilian one. <laughs> Eddie Bravo. Yeah, Eddie Bravo. I know, I know. So, like, um, but Charles Oliveira versus Michael Chandler, it's not set yet. There's no... There's no date for that. It's it's possible with this tournament that's being teased. Um, there, there's there's five people in this equation. Five. So there's uh, six. Six point six. Who's the sixth? Connor, Poirier, Gaethje, uh, Oliveira, Chandler, and who's number six? You have to give Ferguson that respect. <laughs> you have to give like listen. You throw it again. I don't know, man, but you have to. Well, who like, is he going to fight? He lost to Gaethje. He lost Habib. to Oliveria. <laughs> no, no. I'm the only person that he hasn't faced is the, the three people that he hasn't listen, faced. Listen, I think it's time, okay? What? I think it's time that we finally put in Islam Makhachev. <laughs> I, I think it's time, honestly. But he's scheduled to fa- uh, fight Judober. Judober in March. Right, okay. So after he beats Judober, we bring him into the Against into tournament. Against Justin could you imagine? Or Charles could Oliveira? you imagine the summer of Islam Makhachev? Islam versus Justin Gaethje? Could you imagine that? And then Brock Lesnar? Well, Brock Lesnar has to ha- happen eventually. Give right? me so. way with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go. Wait, what do we do for topic easy Kamaru Usman versus Jorge Masvidal is Ooh. it next and is it what? next is it next so what will happen when will they fight do you have any uh any I've got zero news zero anything on that just <laughs> basically we're just gonna shoot so um let's after the from, press wait. conference hold let's on, start hold on. The first fight what let's just start from the first fight no 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 there. first first you have to discuss you can't just start from the first fight mate hold on so <laughs> what was that because <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think so it was after the press conference. Sorry, it was at the press conference after the Kamaru Usman Gilbert Burns fight. Okay. So uh, Dana White uh, commented on uh, Usman's like whole rant that he had, where he he says, "Oh, um, Jorge Masvidal, or he calls him Street Jesus, is out here talking. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus uh, he's he's talking. He he wants uh, that fight. He's talking smack. Blah blah blah. He's basically saying, uh, I'm down to fight Kamaru." Um, Jorge Masvidal again, yeah. right? Um, but then the interviewer, I think it was, it was either, I think it was Joe. The schmo. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was Joe. It was the, uh, it was right after the fight where they do the, yeah, Joe the so it was Joe Rogan. I think he asked him, do you want that next? And he's like, he basically said, uh, he gave a non-answer. He just said like, hey, anybody, anybody that wants it, anybody that can, wants it's it can get fight, it. Right? So, why not so, it. so, um, Later on at the post press conference, where Dana White stands there and a- answers questions from guys like Kevin Ioli and the Ariel other guy, Hawani. Er- no, Ariel Hawani doesn't get invited anymore. Really? Yeah, uh, I haven't seen him for a minute. I don't know. Maybe he does. Uh, maybe he just didn't go to this one. But um, the guy with the perm, I forget his name. You know? Maybe I don't know. Anyway, so a schmo too. The schmo, the schmo's there. So he, he was asked. He's like, "What do you think about uh, Jorge versus Usman?" He's like, uh, if Osman wants it, and if Jorge wants it, I think the fans will like like that fight. So Dana White is not a is not a stupid man. He knows he knows that's a money fight. That that makes money. Uh, remember remember we made a video about 
Kamaru Usman versus Colby Covington. It was a Jorge closer Colby. look. Jorge Colby. What did I say? You said that uh, Kamaru Usman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, if you if you watch that video, and you watch that video, he said that uh, one million fans. Uh, <laughs> and the comments for that video were, were ridiculous. This guy literally said, "One million fans did not get their money worth with the yeah. Osman and Jorge fight," which yeah. is true. <laughs> but the amount of shade that this guy got in the comment section, oh yeah. my god! It was it was just, it was just a little little joke. Um, uh, it was a Kamaro, sorry, it was a Jorge Masvidal versus Colby Covington uh, closer look. Uh, so what we did was that we looked at um, how and if that fight uh, would happen. So um, at the, the like a summary of the video, you can go watch it. There's a lot more that goes the, that we talked about, but it was about um, whether or not that fight actually happens next now. And I was basically in the camp of saying, listen, Jorge Masvidal has gone radio silent. He hasn't said anything. Um, he's kept quiet for a reason. Um, it doesn't make Besides sense. Trump, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense for him to uh, kill two birds. Uh, sorry. Kill, yeah, kill one bird. What's the kill expression? Kill two birds with, with one stone. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah, yeah. What the hell? Because I'm using the, the opposite. With, so it doesn't kill make sense. Kill one bird with two stones. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't make sense for him to kill uh, one bird with two stones, right? So he can get the Kobe Covington fight, which is like a grudge match, but uh, it doesn't also have to be a number one contender fight, right? He doesn't have to put both of those uh, those ideas, those those stakes on the line. He can have a number one contender fight or a fight for the title, it looks like now, potentially. And if he loses, he also has this other storyline with Colby Cummington. But if he which, wins, then he gets that. Yeah, uh, then he wins the title. the title. And then uh, a fight about with Colby Cummington could happen uh, as a title fight and it'd be even bigger, right? Yeah. Make even more money. So why would he... Uh, fight Colby Covington for number one contender and if he loses then he no longer has any stake like now now who's he gonna fight he's gonna fight Nate Diaz like Why it's not, not? yeah not? it's not as big Good anymore money. it's not as big anymore so I think he, he he was very very smart in in holding off and and waiting because he knew that eventually something is gonna have to happen either these welterweights are gonna go in and uh fight each other and beat each other off or <laughs> or or, yo, or yo, this, this stuff this guy says bro that's not what i meant that's like this stuff this guy says bro off camera too bro you know i know this guy this guy's a weird guy did you ever just say yo someone clip that bro clip that a second bro anyways so um what do you he, he can do that or he can wait uh and get his opportunity so kamaru usman is basically giving him the 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 green light to be like Okay, we can fight each other next uh, and have this title fight rematch because you have this built-in excuse that you're using. He he's he acknowledges like Kamaru uh, Kamaru Usman's like uh, Jorge is using this built-in excuse about having short training camp, all that kind of stuff, and acting well, as it's if a fair excuse though, you know. He yeah, but it, Kamaru Usman also did short notice too. Yeah, but he was passed out with the weight cut too, right? But so Kamaru Usman also, also had a broken having, nose. He was having pizza. On the plane too, right? So that's yeah, kind of his yeah. fault. But I don't know about that. But what do you don't know about that? I I, I don't watch guys on planes. I don't know. <laughs> Why are you making it this way? What is this? Anyways, I'm just joking. So um, there's there's an opportunity for this fight to happen now. I don't know if Kamaru Usman is completely sold on it happening next. I think he wants a big paycheck. Uh, I think uh, which is a Jorge fight. He he's a he's a he's a title fight. Uh, sorry, he's a he's a title holder, which means that he's entitled to. Uh, peer-review points so 
uh, maybe he wants something extra maybe i don't know uh to, to make the jorge to make the jorge fight like more uh, more attractive uh, <laughs> uh, make it more attractive to him because um he, he wants to make the most money that he can this is probably the like like now is probably the 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 last couple of years of his like most highest earning potential like when else is he going to make the most i'm not saying that he's not capable of making more elsewhere but he's getting up there in age well there'll be uh, one more topic we can talk about later about who usman could fight in the future yeah yeah very so, big opponent but yeah we can talk about that after but um he has uh potential to to make uh make a lot of money in these these last couple of years that he has in his career like even you heard gilbert burns was talking about how um how many injuries kamar usman actually gets um if you if you like go down the list and he like like look at all the injuries he has he has so many injuries with his knees with his his feet with his his back wrestling, with his right? wrestling it's just years and years of wear and tear yeah, yeah. The, the man's how been doing 33 uh 33 32 to 34 around that age I, I forget. Uh, so, say he fights two to three times, two two times, at least two times a year. So he probably has like maybe four or five fight like f- four fights. or five fights, four or five fight, four or five fights left. <laughs> yeah. So Colby, Jorge, uh, maybe we could see Nick Diaz fight. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we could see a GSP fight. Yeah. And. Um, that's probably it. There's there's so many possi- there's so many possibilities. Maybe he moves up to 185. That's also a p- uh, p- potential. Maybe he says uh, all of these injuries are happening because I'm not big enough. I'm not strong enough. Yeah. So uh, he says, you know what? I'm going to go 185. But he doesn't go to 185 until uh, Izzy does go somewhere else because I, I know he doesn't want to fight Izzy. Yeah. He doesn't want to fight Izzy at all. He he wants to uh, avoid fighting his Nigerian brother. Any means necessary, but it'll be Which interesting. You saw on the Joe Rogan podcast, right, where he's talking about it. He was like, "Yeah, like it's better to have two Nigerian champions than to have just one." You know? Yeah, it makes sense because then he's able to uh, help his brother out and stuff like that. I think, I think him and Izzy have a different kind of relationship than him and Burns. Yeah. So if you might, if some people say like, "Oh, um, he he fought Gilbert Burns and that was like his training partner. He was so close and he still fought him. Why wouldn't he fight Izzy?" I think it's just it's more it's deeper uh, with, with Izzy, right? They're, they're both from the same heritage. They come from the same country. They 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 wave the same flag, right? It's it's, it's different. We got we got Connor's next fight. The UFC is in the works and will take place in the summer. Hmm. Connor is according to, fight, to according to Uncle Dana. Okay. So Connor is set to fight Poirier in a blockbuster trilogy throughout the summer, and the UFC president said that um, he's completely obsessed with the rematch. Uh, following his first KO defeat of his professional MMA career. Mm. And speaking to ESPN, he said that when you have two guys that are in their positions, Dustin is ranked number one and Connor is ranked number six, they want the trilogy and you got to go with the trilogy. And we're going to try to put that fight together this summer. Nice. Uh, yeah, talking talk, talk in, into the mic. Talking into the mic, sorry. But, yeah. Um, our a thousand clips so far with this, like with this fight, you know? Yeah. Closer looks. Analysis videos, yeah. podcast clips, everything. Yeah, so we were discussing. We're like, is it because the the topic is so saturated that like everybody just has so many videos out on Connor and Dustin that like shout out 
Canon KTV. <laughs> so uh, is is that the reason why there's not many views on ours? Is because there's so much traffic uh, going all over the place. There's just not enough people, not enough uh, people to to watch our videos. Uh, or is it because um, nobody really cares about the fight? So uh, I don't know if the pay per views numbers came out for the Dustin fight yet, but. I feel like it was very, very popular. I know on like on Instagram and stuff, it, it blew up yeah. because he lost. But anyway, so um, when we were talking about this 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 whole uh, lightweight title situation, where we we had some issues where we're like, uh, how do we figure out who becomes champion, who's number one contender, uh, what what happens? But we were in agreement that Dustin Poirier should either be the champion or. Um, like I actually, I kind of was just like give him the title. Like that last fight should have been for the title. It makes it kind of easier. But you can't do that, though, can you? They've done it before. They've given people just titles mm-hmm. afterwards. Um, I think Ronda Rousey. They gave it to Daniel Cormier after John Jones. DC. <laughs> DC. Uh, our boy DC. Um, so it's happened before. But what it looks like, Dana White like completely scratched all that and was like. Uh, there's going to be a tournament, a lightweight t- tournament with with all the top five or top six guys. He's going to, uh, they're all going to fight each other for for number one contender status, yeah. uh, which means uh, Dustin would face Connor, uh, Chandler would face uh, Oliveira or Gaethje, um, and then the winners of those would fight for the for the vacant title. Uh, one thing I don't like about this though is is that um, uh, the uh, the fact is that Dustin Poirier would have to fight and win. Uh, so he had to face Khabib. He lost, right? Then he went and faced... Um, who, who did he face? Dan Hooker, right? Mm-hmm. And he won. He faced Conor McGregor and he won. So in order for him to get another title shot, he would have to have won three fights to get to the number one contender. Con- and they're all top five guys, right? Yeah, three fights as opposed to uh, say if Conor McGregor wins his next fight. And then he goes and gets that number one like yeah. for the vacant title. He only had to win one time to get that, as opposed to Dustin Poirier, who had to win three times. But what uh, else can you do though, right? Th- that's what Dana White. I think that was my biggest issue was like, how do you get around that fact of uh, forcing, uh, making a situation where Dustin has to fight, literally fight three times before getting uh, a title shot, yeah. right? Not even getting a title fight, right? Like after two, you have to re- fight three. So, um, for Dana Dana White, he messed up, man. I think that whole fight, like the the the, the fight that was with Conor and Poirier, mm-hmm. it should have been for a title. Yeah, you know, it was it was difficult because he he still didn't know what Khabib would have done. Yeah. Uh, he can't he he doesn't want to lose out on all the all that money, right? That potential because he's still in the camp of saying, listen, if Conor wins uh, this fight, I almost guarantee that Khabib's going to come back right he he the, the hate for for connor is so much that that it'll bring him back to the sport and i think dana's going to keep trying he's going to keep trying until Khabib says listen like leave me alone no more right but Khabib is taking meetings um one thing that doesn't really get talking uh, spoken about is uh when they say that he's taking meetings with dana Khabib's also talking about other stuff right uh, two EFC. two big things is uh, EFC, which is his new promotion in, in Russia, making it like a feeder league and helping like uh, put it on fight UFC Fight Pass. Uh, but he's also talking about like his guys, right? Uh, Umer. He's talking about Islam. He's talking about uh, Zubair. Right? He's talking about all these guys. Uh, so the the only reason why he's meeting is not like I I, I just want 
like if anybody that's watching this video i i really i'm confident that the only reason why he's the the reason why he's meeting with dana is not just because uh he was talking about potential fights with gsp and stuff like that there's much more it to, to it that's what you think but if you watch that one series Look. looking for a fight right yeah what they had in the in the week before like the connor fight right yeah who's he talking to khabib was talking to i think dean thomas right yeah dean thomas and Matt Sarah, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then thing too, and they're talking, and then you know, it seems pretty obvious that like he's gonna come back. I just don't think it's gonna happen this year. I think most likely it's gonna be probably next year. That's that's my thing. So like when he yeah. talks to this guy, he's yeah, like he's talking about EFC, of course, right? But of course, the the main part is the the main point of these meetings is for the the main party yeah, yeah yeah main party yeah, yeah the main party the main point of this uh, of these meetings is for the Khabib rematch right so. No, I, I don't know. I think so. I don't know. He, I think I think uh, Dana White is going to meet with Khabib regardless because he knows uh, whatever Khabib is involved with and the UFC is involved with uh, together is going to make money and is and is positive for whatever cause that they they, they want it uh, want want it for right. So if he's meeting for Islam, that that really helps out the Islam situation because now they're they're tied together. He can be his cornerman again and and have that dynamic. If it's about EFC. That's another uh, promotion that can be on um, uh, UFC Fight Pass, and people will buy to to watch the the yeah. EFC. So I, I think their 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 uh, conversations is much deeper than just oh uh, you want to fight yes or no. And I don't blame Dana, right? Because he's he's uh, if, if you think about it objectively, it's the biggest fight ever in UFC history, Conor versus Khabib. Why wouldn't you do the most that you can? Take every single opportunity that you get to make that Pretty fight much, again yeah. even if it's a fraction like even if it's like 85 percent successful as successful as the first fight that's still millions and millions of dollars of uh, of revenue right for the for the company especially when during the pandemic when their uh their their costs for certain things have gone up and their revenue has gone but down can you for other build places. it up the same way like do you think that if you brought Khabib back could it be as big as the first time if 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 dana white pushes uh this this whole narrative of uh this tournament where Connor versus Dustin and and uh, the other lightweights face each other to, to determine a number one contender, I think this fight could be even bigger than the first one. So imagine Connor wins the fight and now he's in a number one contender spot, right? Now there's a potential that Habib says, you know what? I'm not uh, I'm not vacating my title. I'm gonna defend it. Now you have Connor versus Habib. Or if Connor goes to the number one contender fight, wins, right, and then calls a Khabib, Khabib might come back, and that's even a bigger fight than before. Because all this stuff with like him losing to Dustin Poirier and losing to uh, Nate Diaz, that all goes away. It has to be a big win, then you know. It has to be like no, a MMA. MMA is is very very short term. Like people's uh, like memory is very very short. They forget about all the times that that, that he loses. They also forget all the times he wins. Yeah. Like how many times has, has he won in the UFC? He's fought a lot. Yeah. It's just that in the last three, four years, he hasn't been as active. So if you take into uh, account for this lightweight title situation, I, I think uh, the Dustin versus Connor fight has potential to do like a huge, like a huge event. Like if if that if they go back into that fight and and Connor wins, 
that's that that just puts him back on this uh, with fans in a stadium <laughs> you love fans anyway it, it can it can skyrocket him or if dustin wins now you got dustin in a number one contender fight and and potentially making another star he's he's already selling out on hot hot sauces so we're gonna buy your hot sauce soon eh? yeah yeah so, you know. i think i think uh this is just a side note i think we're gonna do like a live stream uh of us watching uh the izzy card in march so so, might buy some hot sauce and, and eat it too. A few bottles, five bottles. <laughs> five. <laughs> okay. Last topic. I think it's a pretty poetic way to end. But what is it? Kamaru Usman versus. Say the word. Who? G S P. P. Wow. Not my topic idea. His topic idea. But it's it's a fun idea. It is fun. It's fun. Like, uh, Kamaru Usman ha- just broke uh, GSP streak. Of longest win streak in welterweight history, in in the UFC, he's 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 been winning. He's been fighting for a long time. Like Yo, he doesn't get the, like the respect that like he deserves. Like he's fought a lot of top guys. If you if you look at like the top welterweights, the only person that he's really not fought and beat, well he's beat everybody. But the only person he hasn't fought is Stephen Boy. That's basically the only person left. There's an argument for him to be P for P. P for P? This is an argument, man. He's beat Covington. He's beat, as you're saying, Woodley. Yeah. He's beat Jorge. Yeah. He's beat, who else he beat? He beat Burns, right? Mm. This guy's ran through the whole division. Leon Edwards. Leon Edwards. He's ran through the whole division. Yeah. You think at some point you got to give that respect. Pound for pound, I, I don't know yet because uh, in this welterweight, in the welter division itself, uh, he still has, uh, he, he has to fulfill, like, uh, uh, he has to... Like yeah, still prove himself, be, yeah. yeah there's still yeah. questions about whether or not he's better than the other, like uh, uh, welterweight goat, and that's GSP. Yeah. Like GSP, yes, he broke his win streak, but was uh, his legacy greater than than GSP's? I, I don't know. Look, like, it's funny that we say this because even though if GSP was to come back, mm-hmm. I would bet like the house that he's not gonna fight a welterweight again. He's gonna fight the Khabib fight. That's the only way he comes back. He would not come back for Osman, right? If we're being honest here. It would be a sick fight Why to not? watch. It would be a sick fight to watch. I just don't see it happening because there's there's such a big fight at lightweight with Khabib. Yeah. Or at catchweight maybe, you know, mm-hmm. just catchweight. But I don't see it happening at welterweight. So, so uh, GSP has said that making 155 is very difficult for him, especially at it's his age. Dude, right? Yeah. So he's basically saying that I really don't want to or can make uh, 155 without compromising my without compromising my performance and my abilities and stuff like that so what if instead you don't go to 155 you go to 170 and you go back to uh, face the guy that just broke your streak he just uh, beat your streak and is considered maybe the greatest welterweight of all time but when you hear GSP talking in interviews he's he's always like listen I want to fight that it has to make sense uh huh yeah, I guess you could say, you know, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. But like, yeah. we, we've heard about the Khabib fight for so long now that it would just feel weird. And it feel yeah. like a slap to the face of the fans for him to come back and not fight Khabib, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah I'm sure. I, I'd rather see the Khabib versus GSP rather than Khabib versus Kamaru. But if Kamaru, if that did hap- uh, that fight did happen, I wouldn't be mad, right? Yeah. Like, it, it's a really good matchup. Um, they both are really good uh, wrestlers. Now, does it go where it does it go similar to what Colby Covington and Kamaru Usman uh, fight went where both of them basically agree uh, in the cage that we're not going to try to grapple each other 
if there is anything, it's not going to be uh, anything too too serious. It's all going to be stand up. And if you consider that it's all it's all going to be stand up, do you really think GSP is going to lose? That's my no way. GSP, listen, bro. GSP coached by Faraz Sahabi. You think this guy, the goat, the goat, the right, the amazing coach. Him, he himself has amazing striking. You think he's gonna lose to, to, like him in striking? There's no way. Mm. So now you're disrespecting Kamaru. Superman punch, everything. This guy would would lay waste to Osman on the feet. With a jab, with what? The Superman jab. See, uh, Kamaru Usman, we talked about uh, earlier today. Uh, we talked about Kamaru Usman in his striking. Uh, what we've seen where he's had the most success is not in combinations. Uh, he doesn't have the, the fastest hand speed uh, when it comes to combinations, nor does he uh, have the ability to, um, let's say, he throws, if he's, he, he throws a feint, um, he, he exits, right? He pulls and he counters. Like, he's, he's, not, he's not Conor McGregor, for example, he's, right? He's not, uh, his game doesn't... Um, so, uh, doesn't revolve around having this dynamic striking game it's very very uh, very very straightforward and very very fundamental right yeah, like Habib, basically. he's he's uh he's in an orthodox position and he just sticks you with his jab right very very powerful jabs that just constantly hit you over and over and over and because he has such long reach compared to a lot of these welterweights he's able to connect and uh, avoid getting countered but all these guys with like the, with their with the wrestling bases, what they usually do is that they is they fake the takedown and then they just throw their overhand right. Yeah. Right? So what happens so. when um, some like a, like the Colby Covington matchup? They basically agreed in the in the cage that we're not going to wrestle each other. So now bring in GSP. Do you think GSP even entertains the idea of being able to take down Kamaru? I mean, he could if he wanted to. I don't know. GSP but that, that's the thing. Wrestling. Nobody's ever taken down Kamaru Usman. I'm not but saying it's not. If it's there impossible. was a guy, it would be GSP, right? But do you think he would use all that energy and time to to try to take him down? Like, if you take him down, to to what end? Like, like what is your goal in in taking him down? Do you try to wear him down on the ground to ground a pound? His cardio is very very high, so uh, wouldn't it make more sense to stay on the feet and try just to pick him apart? I guess you would if you were GSP. Yeah. But even then, if he's on a feet, man, like. GSP would just kill this one. Like there's, yeah. there's, there's no way for for him to to match him, like in striking. Yeah. So there's, th- no there's a power difference though, right? So uh, one thing we we will give Kamaru, or what, what I'll give Kamaru is, Kamaru is a lot more powerful with yeah. his with his strikes. Uh, a lot of that has to do with with that one strike te- uh, te- approach, where he's like sticking you with with a lot of power. Like he's not he's not Max Holloway. Well, he'll he'll throw like fifty percent into some of his shots right he'll just like throw uh, like eight like a seven eight uh, strike combo he is basically throwing like 70 80 percent Kamaru in every one of those single strikes so uh, GSP uh, is is uh, similar to he can do what Kamaru does where he's able to stick you with the jab it's a little bit different though because GSP will uh, jump back in and out of range and hit you with a jab and exit. He'll hit you with a jab, exit. He'll hit you with a body kick, exit. He's He'll out hit boxer, you body right? kick. Yeah, that's what he is. He's right? much more diverse. Uh, now, does that does he still have that at the age of thirty nine years old? I, I I don't know. That's the biggest problem, right? Is that like he's but he looks he's like he does. He looks like he does. Have you seen like his uh, his Instagram page? Yeah, this yeah. guy's very active too, right? Yeah, so he's he's, he's constantly training. He doesn't he's, stop training. He's 
like he's fasting a lot he's like he's a lot more into like uh into like gymnastics now right he's always into gymnastics well, he yeah. always was right but now he's more into like 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 into water and everything so yeah i remember uh, when he was doing gymnastics for one of his fights uh, he commented he's like it's it's good but there's some things that, that hinder my performance what do you mean? Um, like he was talking about I think maybe it was a cardio or strength wise it wasn't the most ideal so he had to like uh, pull back on some of the gymnastics yeah. uh, but now that he's not fighting fight camp or anything I, I guess he's doing a lot more gymnastics yeah. um, this fight it could happen uh, I don't think there's much uh, intrigue from the UFC side uh, it's like they already did a similar type of situation. It would do numbers though, right? Like if it happened. Yeah, I, I would say it would probably be around the same as uh, Bisping fight. A Bisping fight, yeah. I think so, yeah. I, I think uh, I think it'd be a little bigger because I think yeah. with, the, with the whole story of like how he like he took his streak and everything. But even then, yeah, I would agree. But with even this. then, it's yeah, it's not it's, that big of a deal. It's yeah. not that big of a. Yeah. It's a it's a streak. Yeah, I get it. He's he's. What we're saying is that GSC, if you come back, Khabib. You know? Yeah. Well, I, I, I want to see the Khabib fight. It's just the weight stuff is, is very, very hard to get over. Like, where does it happen? Catchweight. And catchweight means, like, you, then, then it's not for a title anymore, right? And Khabib has said, like, okay, I, I want this for a title. I, if he wants to fight me, he has to come down this way. And then it's, it's a game and ship, right? It's, it's, it's that as well as politics, like the UFC and, and stuff. But Kamaru Usman, that would be a fun fight. Uh, we, can, we can try to put in, like, the UFC game and... <laughs> Let's see I'm what happens. <laughs>